0: You're listening to Audio Theater in a Darker Shade. This is DarkerProjects.com. Now our feature presentation.
1: Will you calm down? You sound like we're on the verge of death. Everything's
2: fine, Sam. But no one has ever been this deep, Artemis. I don't know why I let you talk me into this. If the company ever finds out what we're doing...
1: They'll thank us for taking the initiative to explore the mineral deposits in this sector. Not to mention we'll be stinking rich. Just think about that.
2: I'm having a hard time thinking about that. Because all I keep thinking about is what happens if we hit something and the engines cut out on us. No one is going to think to come out this far to find us, let alone rescue us. And how often has something like that happened? You want a list? I heard about a team not six months ago that was mining one of the asteroids in Sector 7 and the damn thing exploded on them and tore the ship to pieces. No one came out of that one alive, no one. The whole damn mining team died. Hey, mining asteroids
1: is a risky business. Sometimes people die. It's not
2: death I'm worried about. I heard the company sued the team's families to compensate for the loss of the ship. Can you imagine what will happen if we lose this tug and somehow survive? They'll be milking us for every penny we make until we die, and then go after any descendants we might have.
1: So if we muck up, make sure you don't have kids.
2: Kind of too late for that. I got two ex-wives and at least four kids I know about.
1: Never heard about using protection, I take it.
2: Protection? Protection against what? That's
1: my point exactly. Look, Sam, just calm down. We're fine at the moment. As long as we take things slow, nothing is gonna happen. Yeah, no one has been this deep in the asteroid field before, but that's because the mineral pickings have been good up until now. But those systems are running dry. Sooner or later the company's gonna send people deeper into the field. And I'd rather we get there before anyone else, while the pickings are still good.
2: Yeah, well, the sensors aren't picking up jack. Just a lot of dead rocks with a lot of really sharp edges.
1: Will you please knock that off? I told you, I'm taking things slow.
2: It doesn't matter how slow you take it. There are no marker boys for us to follow out here. One wrong
1: move... Just keep the scanner on, will you? And try having a little faith.
2: Ah, hell's teeth. Oh, jeez, I told you. Didn't I tell you? Oh, man, we are so screwed.
1: Will you shut the hell up? Engine bay, this is flight deck. Max, talk to me. Looks like we hit a big one. That could have gotten caught up in our engine wake and got pulled in. Never mind the house. Just tell me how bad we are. We have a rupture in one of the fuel lines. I had to take the drives offline
2: until we can get it patched up. Oh, geez. that means we're drifting. Thanks for the update. But we could hit another rock.
1: Max, can you give me the attitude thruster at least?
2: Yeah, just
1: hang on a second. All right, give it a try. Thanks, Max. That'll keep us from bumping into another rock. Get on the repairs and keep me updated.
2: You got it. Do you have any idea just how screwed we are? Do you?
1: Yeah, I got a pretty good idea. Look at the bright side.
2: We're still alive. Alive? Didn't you hear anything I said earlier? We'd be better off if the hull had torn apart and we died. The company is so going to kill us for this. Maybe. Maybe not. What
1: are the sensors picking up? What? The sensors, Sam, they detected something. That's what the beeping's for.
2: Yeah, I know that's what the damn
1: beeping is for. Well, maybe if we have just a little bit of luck, we found a nice deposit of rich mineral ore. We can get out of this with our skin and finances
2: intact. Man, I hope so. Okay, we're picking up... Well, that's weird.
1: What sort of weird? Good weird or bad weird?
2: Uh, how about I don't know weird? Sensors can't identify what they're picking up. It's some kind of previously unknown alloy. Really?
1: Oh, that could be very good weird then. Where's it coming from? A couple
2: dozen clicks dead ahead.
1: Hang on. Maybe I can get the cameras on it. Here we go. And let's take a look at. Okay.
2: You're right, Sam. That is weird. That's a structure of some sort. Obviously. But the company said no one has ever been this deep in the field before, so how could there be a structure set up here, let alone one that big? Hey, you don't think it could be, you know, alien or something? Alien?
1: Sam, mankind has been exploring our star systems for the better part of a century now. Not once has anyone ever encountered an
2: alien. So what the hell is that, then?
1: I don't know, but I'll tell you this much. Whatever it is, it just saved our asses. When the company finds out about this, they're going to be all over it. And if we're really lucky, give us a nice finder's fee as
2: well. Well, that or they'll have a shot for even coming out here.
1: Ever the optimist, Sam.
0: Darker Projects presents Far Horizons, created by Eric L. Busby. Episode 1, The Construct, written by Eric L. Busby.
3: Thank you, pilot. Keep me updated. I hate the asteroid field.
4: Have I ever told you that, Lance? Just every time we come out this way, Sergeant. Some of the boys and I did a tour out this way back in 42. One of the worst fights in the war was fought here.
3: The field was a different place back then, John. They hadn't done the basic sweep yet.
4: Got that right, sir. Wasn't the big rocks really had to look out for back then. It was the little bastards ones about the size of a pea. They were the worst. Never had a chance with one of those coming. I saw one hit Charlie Hirschman in the noggin out on patrol. Didn't leave anything of his head behind. Just blew it apart.
3: You do know I'm trying to eat breakfast here.
4: Sorry, sir. I should be getting back down below. Gotta get the boys ready when we board that, uh, whatever it is.
3: Carry on. The wicked. Come in. Oh, hello, Ms. Lockhart. What can I help you with now?
5: Captain Lancer. I feel it is necessary that we discuss just who is in command of this mission.
3: I thought we'd settle that already.
5: Not to my satisfaction. After all, it's my company that's funding this expedition, and it's my company that's funding all of the research. Yet for some unknown reason, it seems you and the military have taken over all aspects of this mission, as well as the ship. That's not sitting well with me and the people I answer to.
3: Susan. Can I call you Susan?
5: No, you may not.
3: Very well, Ms. Lockhart. Let's put it all on the table, shall we? Your company is only funding this research mission, as you put it, so its board of directors can save their collective asses. How long was it before they reported finding the construct? Almost a year? They're lucky to have had a few well-established contacts in the President's cabinet. Otherwise, they'd be uh, cooling their heels in a nice prison cell.
5: From what I understood, they needed to be sure of what they found first. For all we knew, it could have been something made by one of our rival companies.
3: I'm sure that's what they told you. But I, for one, would have found it odd when I discovered that the construct just happened to be made out of an alloy no one has ever seen before. Hell, we can't even put a scratch on its surface. For all we know, it may be. maybe indestructible.
5: Another reason why the company had to be sure of what they were dealing with before they bought in the government. Can you imagine if this had been built by one of our rival companies? That would give them a technological edge over not only us, but every company out there. <sighs>
3: I got a funny feeling your company knew what they were dealing with for quite some time and were very comfortable sitting on that information. And I think they'd still be sitting on it if someone hadn't blown the whistle on you guys.
5: This is all beside the point.
3: And the point is?
5: The point is, this is a company ship, and a company command. You're just along for the ride.
3: You're partly right. The company and you retain the rights to command this ship.
5: Well, I'm glad we settled that.
3: I, on the other hand, retain command of the overall mission. If you don't believe me, I'd be happy to let you see a copy of my orders, which your company signed off on as well.
5: Well, uh, if the company signed off on it, then they must know best.
3: Yes, I'm sure they do.
5: We'll be arriving at the construct shortly. I have other items to attend to before we get there. If you'll excuse me...
3: Lovely chatting with you, as always, Ms. Lockhart.
1: They're calling this tug what? The Art Bell. Art Bell? What's an Art Bell when it's at home?
6: Never read history much when you were a kid, did you, Artemis?
1: What's piloting a mining ship got to do with history?
6: You'd be surprised Anyways, Art Bell's not a what He's a who A radio show host back in the age of talk radio
1: Oh, like that stern guy Who always asked women about the size of their Uh,
6: No, not quite His show had a format that covered Extraterrestrial life, magic, witchcraft Those sorts of things
1: Sounds right up your alley I take it because we're dealing with the first-ever extraterrestrial object found. Some joker decided it might be nice to rename the ship to something more fitting than... Mining Unit 874.
6: Well, to be honest, it was me who renamed the ship.
1: I'm shocked. Stunned you'd do something like that.
6: Well, considering all the upgrades the military boys made to this tug, it's not really a mining ship anymore. So I figured it needed a new name.
1: You're right about one thing, at least. This is not a mining ship anymore. I mean, we got a science lab on board. Who ever heard of putting something like that on a mining tug?
6: Not to mention all the weapons and soldiers on board. Feel like we're flying a battleship now. Personally, I'm surprised they let you fly us into the field. You'd think they'd want one of those hot shot jockey pilots at the helm.
1: They'd have never been able to reach the construct in one piece. Combat flying is quick fast and aggressive, flying your way through asteroids. That takes a little bit of finesse. Gotta take things slow. Feel your way around. Can't come barging in like a bull in a china shop. Otherwise they'll be scraping up your remains off the rocks.
6: Yeah, I hear you. Oh, and you're wrong, you know.
1: Wrong? Wrong about what?
6: This is not the first extraterrestrial object ever found in the star system.
1: Ah, here we go again.
6: Come on, Artemis. you got to know the government's been covering this stuff up for years.
1: Yeah. Yeah, right.
6: Well, how do you explain it, huh? What about the crash at Roswell? First contact in Montana? The face on Mars?
1: Come on, Donna. We've never made first contact with anything but ourselves. Roswell was a weather balloon. And there is no face on Mars.
6: Well, there's not one there anymore. Government made damn sure about that, didn't they? When they lobbed all those nukes on Cydonia.
1: The news reported that was an accident.
6: Some accident. The Hoagland Bell Institute finally gets the funding to send a manned expedition to Mars. And what happens? Bang! A government warship just happens to accidentally fire six nuclear warhead smackdowns on Cydonia, blowing the crap out of the place. Say what you like, but that sounds like one hell of a coincidence to me.
1: Donna, what are you going to get it into your head that there is no great government conspiracy out there?
6: Nothing is being covered up. How would you know? That's the very nature of a conspiracy, isn't it? To cover things up so no one knows what's going on?
1: If aliens were visiting Earth, don't you think we would have seen them by now? We're out here in space. We've got ships as far out as Jupiter. Unmanned probes even further out than that. So far, I've never heard of anyone running into an alien ship.
6: Until now, that is.
1: Okay, you have a point there.
6: Funny, isn't it? With a find like this, you'd think they'd send in one of the big Warcraft to deal with it.
1: All the warships are kind of busy these days. There is still a war going on, you know. Plus, the asteroid field is way too dense to get the big ships this deep. That's why they upgraded this tug.
6: The Art Bell, you
1: mean? (laughs) Fine. The Art Bell, then. The point is, they need a ship like this just to reach this thing. Speaking of which, we should be able to see it soon.
6: I heard you were on the ship that found it.
1: Yeah. Damn near cost me my life, too.
6: I take it the company wasn't too happy with you going beyond the red line.
1: Yeah, you could say that. But when they discovered what we found, it kind of changed their tune. Guess I should feel lucky I still had a job after that. Even if they did kick me back down to a standard pilot.
6: Mining ships always need good pilots.
1: Yes, they do. Even old timers like me. Uh huh. There it is.
6: Where? I can't see it.
1: 12 noon. Just behind that rock with the big ass.
6: I don't. Oh. Is that it?
1: Yep. That's it.
6: Hmm. Not what I thought it looked like.
1: What were you expecting? A big flashing sign saying alien spaceship in bright neon or something?
6: Don't be silly, but... Um, I don't know, to be honest. It looks like some kind of... Well, one of those big old satellite dishes they use to pick up TV channels with.
1: Maybe that's what it is. A satellite dish that picks up alien
6: TV shows. Get serious, would you? Look at all the scratches on its hull. I'm surprised it hasn't been smashed to bits being this deep in the asteroid field.
1: The science boys claim it's made from a near-indestructible alloy. That explains how it's been able to survive this long with only a few nicks and dents from the rocks bumping into it.
6: I wonder what it does. Like, maybe it flies around or something? Or just sits there and does nothing? How did it get here in the first place?
1: Your guess is as good as anyone's best the firm came up with was deciphering some of its basic control systems. There's breathable air, gravity, heat and lights on board. But apart from that, there's still a lot of work to be done with it.
6: Is that where we dock? That big tube at the center of the dish?
1: Yep. Better get on the horn and let them know we're coming up on it. We'll be making hard dock in about ten minutes.
4: Alright slugs, look alive! I want an armed unit on every deck of this rat trap! Get to it!
7: You're wasting your time, Sergeant. I was on this station for months. There is no one here but us chickens.
4: I read some of the reports you wrote, Professor Baker, how some of your team died from, well, bizarre incidences. So you'll forgive me if I'm a little cautious. I ain't taking any chances of some green bug-eyed monster hiding in the shadows.
2: Those incidences happened when we were trying to get a better understanding of this place, Sergeant. I assure you, there are no bug-eyed monsters here. Yeah, well,
4: we'll see, won't we? This is Sergeant Collins. We have the main entrance secure, sir.
3: Very good, Sergeant. We'll be boarding shortly.
4: Understood, sir.
7: This is all fine and dandy, but can my assistant and I go to my lab now? We left some equipment running when Johnny Law came crashing in and pulled the plug. I'd like to make sure everything is still working right.
4: I'm sure you would, but no one's going anywhere until I get the all clear from my men and the captain gives us the thumbs up. Are we clear on that? As Crystal. Mr. Gareth
7: and I will just sit over in the corner and wait till then. Maybe we'll pass the time playing gin rummy. I, uh, didn't bring any cards with me, Professor. Be quiet, Gareth.
2: Yes, Professor.
7: This was so much easier under the company's control. No armed thugs running around. No government looking over your shoulder. Now I'm going to have to fill out endless forms just to flip on a damn light switch.
5: That's the very nature of bureaucracy, I fear, Dr. Baker.
7: Ah, Miss Lockhart. Perhaps you'll have better luck with this grunt than I have. And it's Professor Baker, if you please.
5: As you wish, Professor. Sadly, I fear I have no authority here at the moment. This is a military expedition now, under the military's control.
3: I'm glad to see we understand one another, Miss Lockhart.
5: I understood some time ago. I just don't like it, is all.
3: Well, in life we do have to deal with things we don't like. Report, Sergeant. Units have been dispatched to all decks of the complex, sir. Very good. Well, Miss Lockhart, perhaps you and Professor Baker would care to show me this control room you uncovered here.
7: Actually, I considered
3: the control room as my lab here. I was conducting a number of- Yes, yes, yes. I've read your reports. You are working on a means of unraveling the mysteries of this place. Please, would you show it to me now? This way.
6: This is so unfair. To be this close to something like this, and not be allowed on board.
1: Our job was to get the team here. Their job is to figure out what the hell that thing is. Flight deck to Engine Bay. Max, old buddy, you down there?
4: This is the Engine Bay. Go ahead, Art.
1: I'm picking up power fluxes across the board. Is there anything odd going on down there?
4: Yeah, it's all those damn upgrades they made to this tug. I mean, that science lab is putting a real drain in our power supplies. It's sucking juice from every system.
1: Well, we can't have that now, can we? Cut back what they're using down to half. Doc Baker ain't gonna like that. Baker doesn't run this tug. It won't do us any good if life support goes because of some experiment they're running.
4: I hear ya. I'll throttle them back. Engine bay out.
6: You'd think with all the upgrades they would have put in a few new power housing units as well. <laughs> What's that
1: old statement from back in the oil wars? You go to war with the army you have, not the one you wish you had.
6: Wait a minute. I thought you didn't know a lot about history.
1: I don't. But some statements stand the test of time for their vast stupidity.
6: (laughs) What's that? More power fluxes?
1: No. It's the tug sensors. The construct is pumping out a lot of power. Man. That's enough to light up New York for a good decade.
6: Damn it! I wish they would let us on
1: board. Be careful what you wish for, Donna. You might just get it.
7: Now this is very important. Do you see this monitor here? That is registering the total output of what this place is using. And this monitor here registers what is being used. Do you see the difference? Let's say I don't, and you explain it to me, Professor. (sighs) The military mind. It's a wonder our side even won the bio-wars. What the hell's that supposed to mean?
5: Professor Baker, if you'd keep to the point, please!
7: Yes. Well, the major difference between the two meters is this. This one here is showing how much power the complex is eating up. As you can see, it's only at one-tenth of one percent. Great. What the hell does that mean? Think about it, Grunt Boy. That one point is covering everything here right now. The gravity, the light, the air. Our ships use over 70% of the power plants just for basic life support. But here? Here, we've barely tapped into the
3: station's power sources. I'm curious. Just how does this station generate its power, Doctor? Is there some kind of engine room someplace?
7: No, at least I don't think so. We never found a power plant or anything on board. My best guess is the whole construct is solar powered. You mean it gets its
4: power from the sun? Amazing. You actually know what solar powered means.
3: I don't think I like your tone of voice there, professor. Nor do I. How about you get on with this little tour? Why are you showing us this? I thought that
7: would be obvious. I want to bring the station up to full power. Switch on everything.
5: Everything?
7: Yes, Miss Lockhart. You see, I believe I know what this station really is. Well, don't keep me in suspense, Doctor. It's a giant radio transmitter. Think about it, Captain. This station funnels solar power. That giant disk our ship is docked to looks just like our old radar telescopes. It's my belief that this place was meant to be a means of communication between star systems.
4: Communication with whom?
7: I don't know. Whoever built this place, most likely. When we activate the dish, I believe we'll be able to pick up transmissions from beyond our star system.
3: You're sure about this, I take it? That the whole place is 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 just a um, a radio station of sorts?
7: I wouldn't put it in such layman's terms, but yes. Yes, I am very sure of it.
3: Sadly, Professor, I'm not. At least, not yet. Truth is, we don't know what it is we have here. Captain, please. I said no, Doctor. Look, there is no need to get everything done today. We're going to be out here for a while. Let's take the time to really get to know the nature of this place and what it's really about before we start testing any theories.
7: But I have been studying it for months, Captain. Months. I know what I'm talking about. Anything we do now is just going to be
3: a waste of time. Yes, well, it's our time to waste, isn't it? Now then, Miss Lockhart, would you care to show me to your office? There are several things I would like to discuss with you.
5: Yes. If you'd come this way.
7: If it's all the same to you, my assistant and I should like to stay here. I wish to make certain all of my equipment is still in working order. As long as that's all
3: you do. Sergeant Jones shall stay with you. There is no need for that, Captain. I feel there is. (sighs) Very well. Keep an eye on him, John. Yes, sir. Right then, Miss Lockhart.
5: This way, Captain. Captain.
7: Right then, Gareth. Time we got to work. You know, Sergeant, there are people who are afraid of the unknown. They stand back and do nothing for fear of upsetting the balance and comfort of their lives. So nothing ever happens to these people. They live their lives day in and day out, never taking the chances that are presented to them until they fade away into death. Meaning what? Meaning that sometimes... It is necessary to take risks to prove a point. Gareth, if you would be so kind.
0: Yes, sir.
4: What the uh, 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 uh.
7: Very good. He'd just be getting in the way. What did you use on him?
2: R seventy two was developed back during the war. He'll sleep for a while. And when he wakes, he'll have no memory of what happened. He used to use this on enemy agents all the time when they were uh, extracting information.
7: Excellent, Gareth. Excellent. Now then, I think it's time we got to work.
0: You have been listening to Far Horizons, created by Eric L. Busby. Featured in the cast were David Alt as Nicholas Lancer, Mark Kalita as Artemis Kane, Laura Post as Donna Briggs, Ellie Hirschman as Joshua Baker. Judah Fries as Max Hollett, Amanda Fitzwater as Susan Lockhart, Bill Holwick as John Collins, Zach Ricks as Sam Reed, and Eric L. Busby as Gareth Shaw. This episode was written, produced, and directed by Eric L. Busby. Post-production work by Eric L. Busby. This has been on Darker Projects Production. One man, Detective Inspector Darian Tain One destiny An imperial ship From before the fall To free humanity from the forces of tyranny
1: You have been found guilty of crimes against the hegemony And your
0: sentence is death Darian Tain will pick up a battle standard Cast down 300 years before Finding friends in unlikely places Still here, Elias? Thought you'd left the second we docked. Where would I go? Together, they will embark on a journey to free their people from Amsis oppression, uncovering along the way the sins that led to humanity's downfall, and reforging alliances long thought forgotten. For the memory of a better time. Thanks. Three hundred years of slavery, persecution, and tyranny are at an end. Yes, open space. Time to... jump. Darker Projects invites you to join us for the adventure of a lifetime. Whoa! What? Join us for the Falcon Banner. Billions are dead. You're alone. You're afraid. There's nothing and no one left. And things are about to get much worse. The end is just the beginning.
1: So many bodies. Hundreds of them. What did
6: this?
1: Why am I alive and
6: everyone else is dead? I don't know anything. Maybe it's some kind of virus
5: or... The
3: whole bloody world is falling apart.
5: Who says that bodies getting up and moving again was the end of it? Have you stopped to wonder whether we really are new? Have you considered the possibility that what got the rest of them might get us eventually? Because there's every possibility that we might not wake up tomorrow. We might not be as safe as we thought we were.
0: Project presents Autumn. From the novel by David Moody, a terrifying vision of an apocalyptic world of the dead. This stark novel of ultimate horror comes to life in a feature-length audio production, March 2007. Only from DarkerProjects.com.